this week's mixed tape song comes from the Beatles, which even our younger member, church members know of. Uh, I know my middle school daughter has a Beatles shirt, so wide spanned here the, of knowledge of being able to have heard some of these songs, some of this music. Um, I did not, even though this song is very familiar to me, if you've already looked uh, down at your bulletin, you've figured out uh, the song is Help! Exclamation point. Um, I did not realize that this song came from a movie from the same name entitled Help. And it was uh, by the Beatles in the movie and them talking about uh, what life was like and uh, this rise of stardom really quickly and how they didn't know how to handle that um, and how they just needed somebody to reground them because everybody had these new expectations of them and were lifting them up so high that they didn't know what to do and where to go. Um, and so uh, there's another little storyline in that plot or in that movie, but I won't totally spoil it for you. Um, But I had no idea that there was ever a movie from it. The song is clearly better than the movie, or else I figure I would have heard of it. Um, 15, okay, so this was released April 1965. 15 years later, in 1980, Lennon was uh, being interviewed uh, for a magazine and said this. The whole Beatles thing was just beyond our comprehension. I was subconsciously crying out for help when I wrote this song. As I reflected upon those that call out for help, my first thought was a baby, a child, immediately literally crying out to let you know that something is needed. And you go through your list, as you know, with little kids, are they fed? Is the diaper changed? Are they tired? Are they just having a bad day? Are they teething already? All of these things start going through your mind. Then I started thinking about, well, you know, we do have some kids that will ask for help. Down when we have JYF, Dinky, Sunday School, uh, kids will say, I, I can't do this. I, I need your help. And it'll be something that they can't cut just right or something that they can't spell and we help them. And then I was sitting there thinking about us as adults and those of us that that seek out help. And I couldn't think of anyone right off the top of my head that quickly and easily seeks out help. I thought of those people that have addictions that just go to that. I thought of people that had overdosed. I thought of people that had suicidal tendencies. I thought of people that get to the point when you see them that you realize they need help and you ask them directly, what can we do? I know something's not right. And some of them still refuse help. People, we worry that we wait too late to get adequate help when we need it. So instead, we turn to these unhealthy ways of treating ourselves, or what we think is treating ourselves. 
And it made me think, why are we so stubborn? I know Travis asked that a lot about me. Marty, why are you so stubborn? And that's true. When he was sitting here with the children's sermon asking about people that sought out help, no, I'm one of those that tries to do everything on my own, and then I'll try it a second and third time before I ever think to ask anyone else if they can actually help me. Part of our society and our generations and our age is that we can do this on our own. We're fully capable adults, right? We can do this. We've got it. And so we don't seek the help when we need it. We're kind of messed up. I don't want to admit that. I don't like to admit when I'm wrong. That's another one of my flaws and with the stubbornness. But it's true. I'm messed up, and I hate to break it to you, but so are you. We are beautifully messed up people. We let our pride of doing things get in our way of living in community with each other. We weren't ever created or designed to go through life without help from each other. We were given community for multiple reasons, and help is one of them. Now, I want us to listen to a part of this song. The very ending, which I think is a very considerate place to take you so that, unlike last Sunday, you won't sit there with it replaying in your head over and over trying to figure out the ending, right? Yeah. Okay, keep going. Yeah. Maybe. I'll sing along, shouldn't we? And I do appreciate you being around. Help me get my feet back on the ground. Won't you It's a catchy little song, even though it's about a very serious topic. And it's one of those that I think, not just because it's catchy that it's stayed around so long, but because it's actually true. We need help. I think that's a lot of our songs that reach number one isn't just because it's this catchy little tune, this fun little medley that makes your little foot go tap, tap, tap on the floor. I think it's because we relate to it in very serious ways, even subconsciously sometimes. So listening to that. The lyrics, when I was younger, I never needed help. 
Now that I'm a little older, I've opened up the door. Sometimes it feels like our feet aren't even about to touch the ground. We feel so lost. Sometimes it feels like we're underwater, not able to reach the surface to catch a breath. And our only hope is for someone at that point when we're gasping for air to see that we're in need of help and to help reach out and help us. Why is asking for help so, so very hard? Not just for help, but really for anything. Asking a person out on a date or to dance. That's hard. Asking someone to go to the doctor with you can be hard. Asking someone to open a jar in the kitchen can even be hard. There are times that I don't want to be able to ask Travis for help, even with a jar, because I know I can bench press more than him. (laughs) I should be able to open that jar. And that's actually true, by the way. Okay, so we're at the same amount right now, but still. We can't do it on our own, though. That's what's frustrating to us, is not being able to do something. We feel like it's some kind of weakness, that it means we're incapable, that we're losing a part of our independence, a part of who we are. This weekend, we went to go see some of our Olympic swimmers do what they do best, swim these events that we will be watching on TV later. We stood afterwards in these long lines waiting for these swimmers that we admired to come out. All of these little kids were there with their swim caps and their kickboards and their Sharpies for all of these swimmers to sign autographs on all these things. And then there was me. Standing in line with my phone, I didn't want an autograph. I wanted a selfie or a picture with these people. And then when it got to where they were actually coming out, I was getting so nervous that they might look at me and go, you're not a little kid, I'm not going to take a picture with you, that I started asking my own children, will you come take a picture with me? Because I didn't want them to turn me down. I didn't want rejection. I had that fear from a simple question to an athlete that we hear about in the public once every four years. It's silly, the things that we work up. These things that aren't big deals at all, and yet we still have to cry out for help in order to get through it. And thank you, children, for saying yes and getting my pictures that I wanted. They are available on Facebook if you want to see it. What did she say? Very good. I was afraid of that rejection. Something as insignificant as a picture on my phone. If something so insignificant can be so hard, Imagine how difficult it is to ask for something, for help, when something is actually needed that is of importance and value in our lives.
Not a want like that picture, but an actual need. Asking for help isn't really taught well anywhere in our society. Now, yes, we teach kids to ask questions when they're little. We, we teach them that there's no such thing as a dumb question. And as they progress and get older, then we continue to help them and we tell them directly, ask when you need help. But yet I still look at myself when my own kids ask me for help to do things and how I respond to them. Because sometimes I'm like, did you even try? Did you look for this yourself? Have you really thought through this? Are the worst of all reaction as me as a mom is to sit there and go, Because then it tells them that this is an inconvenience to me. You've asked me for help, and it's now inconveniencing me, which is doing what to them? It's making them think they can't ask anyone for help. Because if their parent, their own mother is doing that, guess how much of an inconvenience it's going to be for somebody else? We don't in our churches and in our schools do a great job of reminding people to ask for help. We also don't do a good job of reminding people that it is a sign of strength to be able to reach out and do that. And we don't do a great job of responding well when people ask us for help. Beautiful people. We're messed up. We're flawed, and we all need a little help throughout our day. Eventually, and for some of us, I'm afraid like myself, it takes longer than others to learn to accept help when we need it. Because part of that is accepting who we are for who we are. Someone that needs help sometimes. And when you've been taught that that's a weakness, it's hard to change that and flip that switch in your brain. We need to learn it's okay to receive help. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to help others. We were created for community, even you introverts like myself. A part of the reason that we were never meant to go through life alone is so that we could take care of each other. We're meant to have someone to call, someone to eat with, someone to share life's ups and downs with. The psalmist knew well that help wasn't far away. But the psalmist also knew that it would require putting that stubborn pride aside long enough to, one, ask for the help that's needed, and two, to receive it. Let's not just wait for the hardships to arise before we seek help. Let's normalize it. And let's take loving care of each other as we are community for each other. And let us respond well when someone asks help from us. Amen.